Welcome to Medicus, a student-run podcast about any and all things in the world of medicine. Follow along as we interview outstanding individuals about important topics in healthcare. Hey guys, and welcome back to Medicus. My name is Rasa, and today we have a very special episode for you. As some of you may know, Medicus is a brainchild of five Loyola Stritch School of Medicine students who are now in their first year of residency. So today we wanted to chat with them about their first year as MDs and perhaps learn a few tips about surviving the notorious intern year. Hey, Alec, it's so good to see you. I hope that you have been well. And so maybe you can just begin by reminding our listeners where you matched and what specialty you are pursuing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so great to be back. It's been crazy. I remember starting this. I mean, it's now been three-ish years, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, always looking up to the fourth year students and like you just mashed and like now I'm on the other side. It's crazy. So um, yeah. Hey guys, again, my name is Alec. So now I'm at USF, uh, University of South Florida, and I'm uh, pursuing a residency in urology. So we have a five-year program. Urology residencies typically range from five to six years, but um, this one's a five-year and just really, really loving it. I mean, I'm only six months in right now, but I mean, it could be better. So super pumped to talk about it and give you some tips along the way of what I've learned, at least thus far. So yeah, shoot. Also, so uh, exciting for you to be in Florida where it's 80 degrees and not negative 20. Although we've been fortunate, you know, can't complain too much, but winter's coming. Oh, yeah. I was a guy, you know, I've been in the Midwest my whole life. So I think kind of starting everything out, especially for urology and a lot of specialties. I mean, you have to apply to at least 70 plus programs. And, you know, the first thing is like, you know, where do you want to live? Where can you see yourself? And, you know, some people are really dedicated to staying where they are or going to your family. But, you know, I think for me, my partner, we were wanting to explore a little bit more. And, you know, we thought Florida would be a really cool spot to be in. And uh, I definitely concur with my previous thoughts of it being awesome. So I can't <laughs> knock the, the Florida weather. So. It's great that you're happy with your choice. So what has been the biggest challenge you've encountered during intern year thus far? I mean, I think everyone will say like learning curve, just, you know, all of a sudden you actually have responsibility. And I think as a fourth year student, you know, you had responsibility, but, you know, were you truly putting in those orders? Um, were you directly talking to the attendings about plans, making sure you're following up on things? You know, I think that varies from school to school or program to program of what you were able to do as a fourth year student. But, you know, all of a sudden you're holding the pager and nurses are asking you questions and especially some, you know, the ICU nurses and stuff, they probably know more about things than you do, you know, just fresh out of medical school. So I think it was just first getting used to the hospital system. I mean, that's one big change, especially for our year, we weren't able to um, do away rotation. So I didn't even rotate at this hospital. So I was just kind of figuring out where things were, making sure you're organized. And with all these things kind of flooding at you with the knowledge that you are supposed to have, but or feel like you need to have at this time. I think that was the biggest thing for me is, you know, feeling like I didn't know as much as I should have going in, but in talking with a lot of other interns, I mean, that's how everyone feels. So it's just kind of getting your feet under you and making sure that you stay organized. But, you know, I think after two, three months, you kind of have a system and know more people and know who to lead on and, you know, what you can take on without feeling too overwhelmed. So I would say that was those couple of things. Cool. So Remind me, urology is a surgical subspecialty, right? So do you do your intern year as kind of like a general surge? Like what does intern year look like for you? Yeah. So recently in the last couple of years, I think it was like three-ish years ago, 
Um, urology used to be a uh, full intern year of general surgery, mm-hmm. but now the AUA kind of switched those requirements. So we are part of the urology program and we only do six months of general surgery oh, okay. um, and six months of urology. So again, it varies on institution and program. I think there's a, a couple programs that still do a full year of general surgery but ours is a six month, six months. So every couple months, we either are on urology or we're doing like uh, general surgery rotations. For example, I, I worked at the VA on like night shifts for a month uh, thus far. I was holding the pager essentially for neurosurgery, vascular surgery, general surgery, uh, and cardiothoracic surgery. So um, that was that was pretty interesting because I actually I don't think I rotated in any of those other than general <laughs> surgery, but any of those other specialties as right. medical students. So I was like, okay, hopefully you know. I, but it, it's kind of just like floor stuff, so it wasn't too bad. And then oh, and then I did a trauma. That was a good one. You know, it was definitely pretty hectic. But mm-hmm. um, you know, while it was a general surgery rotation, that rotation forced me to like be organized and make sure I followed up on things. And yeah. I think it it is only helping me for you know my urology rotation. So what has surprised you the most about residency or I guess your specialty? I think the, I don't want to say the workload has surprised me because I knew, you know, you, you all know what you're getting into, but I think my ability to handle things and kind of keep on going. And mm-hmm. I guess I can expand on that a little bit more. People wake up tired. You guys are working hard. We work hard as medical students, but I think there was, there's less urgency as a medical student than there is a, a resident just because yeah. there's, there's so much more responsibility that falls on you. And while we work hard in residency, I think at the end of the day, I don't feel overly tired during the day. That makes yeah. sense because there's just, there's a lot of things to do and they just have to get done. And then at the end of the day, you're like, okay, we accomplished everything, you know, check the box and, you know, we can move on to the next day. So I think I was I was worried going into residency that I would just be constantly exhausted, yeah. um, which some people feel. But I think the successes that you have during the day and just the need to get things done kind of moves you along. Mm-hmm. And so that both surprised me. And um, it was something I was worried about going into residency, too. Yeah, that kind of alleviates some of my anxiety about it, too, because like, I love sleep so much. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm someone who's like, always tired if I don't get enough sleep. But I guess it's probably kind of the adrenaline that keeps you going like throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And like, because you're not bored. I think like a lot of times when I hear from some medical students as they rotate through different rotations, it's kind of like, oh, Mm -hmm. I don't really get to do anything. So I sit there for 12 hours a day. But like as a resident, you're actually doing things. You're actually helping patients. So I guess that's probably what helps make the day go faster. Oh, absolutely. And there's also some things that you're like, I don't think I've really ever truly done this before, but like now I'm doing it, you know, and I think, I think I'm just persistently excited throughout the day. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. I get to try this. That's what's the more motivating thing throughout the day. You're right. Um, And I think that's why I don't feel too burnt out. I mean, granted, like I said, I'm six months into this. So I've got four and a half years to really rephrase that statement. Um, Right. We should chat again in two years. (laughs) But just looking back on things, it's been really great to take initiative and try new procedures, just try and hold myself accountable for things and follow through on bedside stuff, following through on things I can do in the OR now that, you know, I I never got to try as a medical student. Like that's really cool to start practicing actual medicine, you know? Yeah, for Um, sure. And it's been fun. Awesome. So to wrap up, what's one piece of advice for those entering residency this upcoming year? Yeah. So there's a couple of things, but the biggest thing is obviously, you know, find someone that you hope to embody clinically. 
each each of your co-residents and your chiefs or your attendings will have their own style. But there's things that you can pick from one person, how they approach things, how they talk with patients, and how they're organized. And there are things from other people that maybe you realize, oh, you know, that's not how I was taught in medical school, or that seems a little bit off, but Mm -hmm. it works for them, maybe not for me, you know? So just being really aware of like how other residents, how other physicians interact with their patients, how they operate in the OR, if you're in a surgical field, how they organize themselves, just being aware and being very, um, you know, be like putty, you know, be able to be shaped, be Mm -hmm. able to be, um, you know, molded into the urologist, ophthalmologist, the the internist, you know, because I think everyone comes in thinking that, you know, okay, I'm an MD, I'm a DO, and you feel like you probably should have a good foundation. But I think in reality, that residency is where you truly learn kind of the foundation of medicine, I think. So don't be scared that you feel like you don't know anything, uh, because you'll be able to pick things up from all of your co-residents and your attendings and and such. So that was my big piece of advice is be aware and be like self-reflective of what Mm -hmm. you can take from different people, because I think then it becomes your own style. And I've seen myself take certain things from each resident group that I've been a part of thus Mm -hmm. far. So uh, I think it's only maybe better as a physician. So for sure. Yeah, that's wonderful advice. And thanks for, you know, making the time to chat with us and provide some insight during your busy, busy year. Thanks a lot, Alec. Of course. Yeah. Anytime. And if you have any other questions, urology or non-urology, you all can always reach out. Uh, You can put my email in the show notes or whatever, but definitely I would love to chat more as well. So thanks guys. And you guys are doing a great job of medicism. Hey, Nate. So good to see you again. It's been quite a minute. It has been. Yeah, I haven't really seen a lot of you guys. And I've seen a few of you Medicus people around the hospital. Mm-hmm. I've seen Dave, I've seen Brendan. I feel like I've seen a couple more of you, but not a lot of you yet. Well, you know, behind you guys, it's me, the year behind you. And I'm an MD-PhD, so I'm in the lab. And then That's we true. have that cohort that you just mentioned, along with Emily. And then they're third years, right? So everyone else is kind of first and second year still. So you'll be seeing them. Yeah. Actually, now that you say it, I think I've seen Emily like in the elevator, but I've never worked with her yet. Yeah. So you're at Loyola. And what specialty are you pursuing? So I'm doing internal medicine. Okay, cool. Very cool. And what has been the biggest challenge you've encountered during intern year thus far? I think the biggest challenge is kind of a cliche, but just the hours. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a little bit tough, especially on certain rotations where you're working six days a week and you're working, you know, 11, 12 hours a day, it really does feel like you just kind of are going to work and then coming home and you maybe have a couple hours to like make dinner or like maybe watch a show on Netflix or something. And then you're basically going to sleep. And that is definitely tough. There's rotations where you're on like a consult, for example. Mm -hmm. Sometimes those are a little bit more relaxed. Like you don't have to be there on, you know, six days a week, just maybe five. Okay. That's a little bit nicer. But anytime you're on service where you're like the primary resident who's taking care of a patient, the one who's putting all the orders in, the one who's taking care of them day to day, you're basically there six days a week for at least 11 hours, probably 12 hours a day. So that's kind of rough. That is super rough. So you mentioned this concept of rotations. Can you kind of Mm -hmm. expand on that? Because I think when I think towards residency, I think, oh, I'll just be doing my specialty every day, day in and day out. But what is the concept of rotations you talk about? Yeah, I know that's really true. 
Depending on the residency you do, there's going to be various services that are associated with that residency. So internal medicine, for example, it's a branching off point for a lot of different um, medicine-based services. So a lot of subspecialties of medicine, like for example, cardiology or Mm -hmm. nephrology or whatever, those are all come from internal medicine. So their services are actually staffed by internal medicine and residents. So you do like general medicine, for example, as an internal medicine resident, there'll be like the gen med service, but essentially it's just like, you know, admitting patients who have a general medical problem that you treat. But other times there's times when you are working on like the cardiology consult service or maybe the gastroenterology consult service. And there's also other, you know, medical services in the hospital too, that are like primary of that patient. I feel like I may be getting a little bit complicated, but so for example, like oncology will admit their own patients. And so like these patients are on the oncology service. There's, they're not on general medicine. They're on the oncology service and medicine residents take care of them. The attendings who are like staffing that service, they're oncologists but like all of the residents are still internal medicine residents. There'll be a fellow because oncology is a subspecialty of medicine. Mm-hmm. There'll be a fellow that may or may not have a lot of experience in oncology yet. Cause they may be like a first year fellow. They may be a third year fellow. Sure. They may be involved like with the service as well. And like giving you guidance or helping to, you know, tell you how to take care of patients or something like that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times it's the residents who do all that work. And there's like the various specialties like that, like, hepatology, they have their own service, Loyola at least, cardiology has their own service, you know, hematology, oncology, there's a whole bunch of services like that. You know, internal medicine residents staff them with subspecialist attendings of those various specialties. So mm-hmm. you will spend a lot of time not on general medicine when you're doing internal medicine residency. And Loyola, for example, I think the vast majority of people do not become hospitalists. Like they subspecialize, they do fellowship somewhere to be a subspecialist attending and whatever they want to do. Wow. Okay. So you see quite a bit then throughout your different rotations. So what has surprised you the most about either residency or your specialty as you're going through these? So I think one of the things that it's almost different from what I was just saying, where I was talking about how you are supervised by attendings. I think mm-hmm. one of the things that surprised me the most is like how much I'm not supervised by attending. Because <laughs> like, I think when you're a medical student, you're so used to like someone looking over your shoulder and telling you like what you're going to do. And maybe like your first week or so of residency, there's someone watching you very closely about everything you do to make sure you don't mess up or whatever. But like at a certain point um, that stops happening, you can always ask for help whenever you mm-hmm. need it. But I think I was surprised um, about how much autonomy I really have. Like I really do a lot of stuff without anyone telling me what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, we round every day, we staff patients every day. But when you're a medical student, maybe you're only there for part of the patient care. But there's Mm -hmm. all sorts of times when there's no attending there. Like, for example, especially when you're on nights, there's literally no one there to tell you what to do. You just have to decide what's the right thing to do. Wow. It's almost like you're a real doctor. (laughs) Oh, you're almost like a real doctor. Yeah. Um, there's times when you can like talk to maybe like a more senior resident about what they would do, but you get to a point where you're like just doing stuff by yourself. Although I feel more more and more comfortable with that, you know, mm-hmm. based on the experience of doing it. It's something I didn't know if I would realize I was going to be doing when I was a medical student. So yeah, and I bet the first few times were quite terrifying. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I think the first time you submit that first order. You know, that actually goes through. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. It's like probably something dumb. You're probably like replating someone's potassium or something. <laughs> but like you're sitting there, you're just like, oh my gosh, like what if I ordered it wrong? 
And then you eventually you, you just get used to stuff. I mean, you get used to dosages of medications that are normal and stuff like that. So it's okay. <laughs> so what's one piece of advice for those entering residency this upcoming year that you would give? You know, I would say one thing that you need to know is that no one's going to force you to do anything. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to do everything that you want to do of your own free gumption, if that makes any sense. So I think in medical school, a lot of times you have like someone telling you like, okay, you got to go to this lecture. Oh, you got to do this. You got to read this chapter for this, you know, lecture for tomorrow and residency. Like no one's really looking over your shoulder like that. I mean, there's some things that you have to do. There's like some mandatory, you know, education days and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But if you don't want to study, no one's going to make you study. So I would just say, figure out what you want to do, whether that's a research project or some start some program or whatever, and have the initiative to just do what you want to do. And I think that will make you a little bit happier if you just kind of like realize that no one's going to force you to do anything. It's just up to you. That's great advice. I'll definitely keep that once I'm in residency. Well, thanks so much for making some time for us, Nate. I know it's extra busy for you, so we really appreciate it. Well, I'm glad you guys are continuing on with the podcast. Hopefully this episode uh, is helpful for someone who doesn't really know what residency is like. Absolutely. Thanks again. Hi, Mara. We're so happy to have you on the podcast again and hope that this first year of your residency has been treating you well. Can you tell us a little bit about where you matched and what specialty you are pursuing? Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad to be here. And you guys are all doing an awesome job keeping up the podcast. So thanks again for that. I am currently in Portland, Oregon. I matched at Oregon Health and Science University in internal medicine. And are you from Portland? Yeah, well, I guess I grew up in Phoenix, but my parents moved up into this area a couple of years ago. And my partner is from here. So his family is all here. And we knew we loved this area and wanted to end up out here. And you got to circle back. What a, that's oh, a happy match story. So what has been the biggest challenge you've encountered so far during your intern year? I think one of the hardest parts of residency is kind of also what's one of the hardest things in medical school. It's just that you're changing roles so frequently. It's like every couple of weeks you're on a different rotation. Um, you're working with different people with different expectations. And I think that can can make it challenging for us. We're on like a three plus one system. So one week out of the month, I have my clinic, but the other three weeks I could be doing like a three week rotation on wards or two weeks of subspecialty. Like I was recently on hematology consults and we go to all sorts of subspecialty clinics as well. So I think just having that constant change can be pretty hard. It's not like any other job where you always know what you're going to be doing all the time. Um, but I think that's also one of the best parts about it. I mean, you get to learn something different and work with people who are doing all sorts of different things. Yeah, I can imagine if you're interested in internal medicine, you like to wear many hats, but then you have to learn how to be comfortable in a ton of different ones. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely how it goes. But yeah, especially in internal medicine, I think that's one of the things that I've loved is that there's so many different ways that you can go from here and you get to see all those different avenues and try to decide what's best for you. Was it always internal medicine for you or is that something that you discovered well at Stretch? Yeah, it has been probably always internal medicine uh, just because there was never one thing that I liked more than the others. So I don't think I ever really wanted to narrow it down to one thing. Um, and even now I'm 
considering being a hospitalist. I just the role that I love the most being in the hospital. And I think that it continues to provide, I mean, you have your basic cases that you see all the time, but you end up seeing a lot of variety, which is really what I like. And what is something that's surprised you about residency or your specialty? I think I'm just always in awe of my colleagues and how much they know. And especially in internal medicine, like we're talking about, you have to know about a lot of different things. And I just love learning from each other because there really is a lot to learn. And I'm just always so impressed by the residents that I'm working with know and and how we can help each other. I think, I mean, sometimes it feels like, I mean, this isn't the case for We definitely have supervision, but sometimes it feels like it's just like 12 of us residents, like running the entire department in the hospital. And we're the ones who were there getting things done all day and all night. And I think that's, it's just like a pretty awesome feeling. One thing I've heard about like internal medicine too, is that rounding is really different. You guys take your time and really like work through puzzles and that kind of stuff. Do you find that you experience that even in your first year or is that fun? Yeah, it it is. Yeah, rounds can definitely take a long time. I think it's the the time where we, our job is to present all of the data and present all the information. And then as a resident, as opposed to like a medical student, you're also expected to interpret it and try and come up with a diagnosis as well as a management plan. So you have the opportunity to try to do that on your own but then you also have the input of the rest of the team and the support from the attending and it's definitely rounds can be really interesting we have a lot of good discussions and a lot of good teaching that happens that's awesome i'm excited for when i get to do that rotation in med school (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's really fun i think yeah you really can't forget about anything that you've learned you have to remember everything that you've learned so far to be able to put it together and solve some of these cases What is one piece of advice you have for those that are entering residency this upcoming year? You know, residency is different for everybody. But I think one thing that everyone can benefit from is just reminding yourself that you're here to learn, even though we now have more responsibility and it's now a a true job that you're getting paid for and you're expected to know things and do things. You, at the same time, you are still a learner. So I think you have to be patient with yourself and re- always remind yourself that a lot of times when you're doing something, it's probably the first time that you're doing it. And it feels like there's a lot of pressure sometimes. But really, that's something that I benefited from is reminding myself, even if there's something that I don't know that I feel like I should have known, reminding yourself that you're learning and now you know it for the next time. Do you feel like you are a resident now or do you feel like you're still adjusting to that? like new stage in your medical career? I do feel like I am a resident now. Yeah, it's pretty fun and challenging. And I think it's, yeah, it's just great. Well, thank you so much for your time. Hopefully we can continue to check in with all of the OGs as they continue through their medical career. And we appreciate your time so much. Yeah, thanks for reaching out. I really appreciate it. Hey, Josh, so good to see you after this year of interning for you. How's it been? It's been fantastic. It's good to see you too. It's always great to see Medicus people. Glad to see it's still going. Oh, definitely. We've been on fire. So let's just jump right in. Where did you match and what specialty are you pursuing? Yeah, so I did a preliminary internal medicine year up at Advocate Lutheran General Hospital, which is just north of Chicago. And then I matched into PMNR and I'm heading to Montefiore Medical Center. Also, I guess it's affiliated with Albert Einstein School of Medicine out in the Bronx. So I'm excited to kind of see, you know, transitioning from the Windy City to the Big Apple. See how it is. Yeah, still city life, though. 
So what has been the biggest challenge you've encountered during intern year? Yeah, the biggest challenge. It's a really good question. I think that the acclimation, uh, they always talked about like med school drinking from a fire hose. And I didn't ever feel like it was, I didn't really feel like that metaphor really applied. Mm-hmm. It was definitely a lot, but it was a very manageable load. Whereas when you first start residency, I feel like the learning curve is just so much like you just, you don't know the system, you don't know the hospital, you don't know how to do essentially anything really. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, they, and from day one, you're kind of expected to already be able to do a lot of that stuff. So I think my very first attending that I worked with said that the first week, so that the way that they do it is they do like a week on, then you have a different attending and the attending who you had the first week will come back. I see. And so my very first attending, she like wrote in her eval, like Josh looked completely lost the first week was like deer in the headlight look had not like, it was just like super, like you could just tell that he was just not sure which way was North or South. Oh my God. And then she said, but the very, you know, the time that he, uh, that I rotated him within the third week, I guess he had like quickly established, like his feet were on the ground and was able to like, you know, teach medical students and kind of had acclimated. So I, I think that that acclimation period is kind of rough. But other than that, I mean, there's definitely going to be days that are going to be dark. I'm not going to lie. I can tell you right now, I had a terrible experience in the ICU on Mother's Day. That will forever be a day that I will remember, right? Mm -hmm. And that's going to be part of your experience. So dealing with that's going to be challenging, but they're not going to be every day. The highs and the lows. But yeah, I can definitely understand the acclimation period. I mean, you're essentially a baby all over again, right, in the system. But at the same time, you're in this case actually expected to care for people as we're like, as a med student, you know, you're, you can be helpful and stuff, but someone's care doesn't depend on you. So I'm glad that you acclimated quickly and figured (laughs) out the medical records and all of that. Yeah. So what has surprised you the most about residency? I think the thing that surprised me the most there were a lot of rotations that I thought I was not going to have any interest in that all of a sudden once you actually, and the reason why I'm saying this is based off of my medical school experience, right? Like when we did, you know, pathophys and we were going through all the renal disorders, I was just like, oh, I hate renal, <laughs> even like the cancers, but then actually being put on those services and seeing it in real life services that I had zero interest in, all of a sudden it was just like, man, for a time I was kind of even thinking like, man, what if I switched into internal medicine? Like if things had worked out otherwise. And I mean, I'm glad to where I'm going. I am absolutely ecstatic, but there was a part of me that, you know, in an alternative universe that would have been very happy going into an internal medicine field and rotations and things that I would have never been, or I thought I would have not been interested in suddenly became interesting. Very cool. So I guess uh, try and expose yourself as much as you can to these things during med school. Yeah. Expose yourself to them, but at the same time, like just kind of understand that the med school experience versus the resident experience, they're very different. Mm -hmm. When you're a med student, you're kind of on the outside. You're kind of always just looking in and I think not having to take ownership of some of like the patient care, like you're there to learn as a medical student. Right. And I think that it's different from a medical student to a resident because as a resident, you're also there to learn, but you're also there to take care of a patient. Right. Right. right, Exactly. And so you're kind of like, okay, like it just creates this extrinsic factor that just heightens it so that things become much more important. And I, and Mm -hmm. I really feel like it 
kind of enhances the way that you look at some of these specialties. I guess that's probably one of my bigger tips is to always try and uh, approach it from the aspect of a learner. Mm-hmm. When you come into any rotation, just be like, I'm going to be the dumbest person in this room. I'm going to ask a million questions and I'm going to just try and learn. And I think that my experience has been that every attending who I've kind of taken that, they've appreciated that because they see that you're curious, that you want to learn, that you're always trying to be a better provider. Thanks. Well, do you have any other advice? Because that was my last question (laughs) is a piece of advice for those entering residency this coming year. Sure. I kind of had an interesting experience actually with one of our medical students just recently. And I feel like this needs to be harped on. As a medical student, you're like trying to impress your residents, right? Yeah. You're doing everything that you can. You're like, oh, I'll write notes. I'll, you know, see this patient. I want to do this. I want to do that. Do that. But you should always remember that your health comes first. Mm -hmm. Like patient care doesn't happen if you're not there to be able to give in patient care. So do the things that you need to do to kind of take care of yourself. If you have like a medical thing, right? If you get COVID, if you get, and I'm not saying this because this person had COVID, (laughs) but I'm I'm saying like, if you get sick, if you have something that comes up, like take care of yourself first. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're not in like a terrible malignant program, they're going to understand. They're not going to hold it over you. And judge you for it. So, you know, take care of those type of things. Make sure you, uh, <laughs> I was on a cardio service and the attending was like, first things first, always make sure you eat breakfast because you don't know when your next meal is coming. So like, <laughs> and, Heal like yourself. Yeah. yeah, like take care of the basics, you know, make sure that you take time to eat, to you find out where all the little secret spots in the hospital are for, for you know, napping. In, <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know if there's really that much napping, but <laughs> But like food or coffee or whatever you need to get you through the day, just like go find it. Yeah. And then take the time afterwards also to kind of keep yourself grounded in who you are, right? Mm -hmm. Like you want to make sure that you don't lose yourself in becoming this next version of you. That's fantastic advice. And I think a wonderful way to end this podcast of mini interviews that we did with you guys. So thank you so much, Josh, for coming on. Really appreciate your time and Looking forward to seeing, you know, what the next steps for you hold as you move to New York and pursue PM&R. Yeah, I'm excited. And I'm so glad to see that you guys have continued on this. I, this is uh, definitely a project that's near and dear to my heart. So I'm glad that you guys have continued it. So Awesome. Well, thanks for starting it. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Josh. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode. This wouldn't be possible without the support from our listeners. Please rate, review, and subscribe. We appreciate donations to help fund the production of this podcast. To support us, go to medicuspodcast.com, where you can additionally find show notes, links, and information about our guests. We are at Medicus Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you have any questions, comments, or episode suggestions, please submit them on our website. This podcast is intended for general information purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine. No patient-doctor relation is formed, and the content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Views and opinions are their own and do not represent any organization.